uh, prior to my recovery, if I did something for you, everybody had to know. <laughs> you know, I did something for so-and-so. I did this for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be able to move very stealthily and, and not looking for that outside accolade. It's a spiritual reward that I receive uh, mm -hmm. when helping others. Hi, everyone. It's me, Regina Hassan, your host for Pregnant with Purpose podcast. And we're doing another show. We're doing part two to our series about recovery, recovery with a purpose. And we're going to talk about we're going to be talking to some folks about their recovery experience and how uh, they have been helpful to other people in recovery. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Sit back, relax. Uh, and I will introduce you to my guests now. Hey, hey, everybody. Hi. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, briefly go around and, and introduce you. And if you will give me your, your length in recovery, how long you've been in recovery, I sure would appreciate that. So I'm going to start out with the couple extraordinaire, Mr. and Mrs. Burt and Arnell Evans. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm Arnell Evans, and I have been in recovery since September the 25th, 1990. So that would be 32 years. All right. Uh, last month. All right. Bert hey. Evans. <laughs> I'm Bert Evans, and I've been in recovery since May 2nd, 1987. All right. That's 35 years. That's 35. All right, Bert. All right. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Terry Jones. Yes, my name is Terry J, and I have over 12,900 and some days clean. That's wow. maybe 11th, 1987. Wow. Amazing. All right. All right. And we have Miss Denise Fleming. Hello. Hello, everyone. My sobriety date is 124 of 06. I have 16 years of recovery. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. And Mr. Ryan McCarthy. Yeah, I'm Ryan, and I have uh, 12 years. Uh, my sobriety date seven seven of 2010. All right, all right. And then last but certainly not least, we have Andrea Shields. Hey, hi. My name is Andrea, and my clean date is ten seven eighty nine, and I have 33 years. Wow. All right then. So we got a lot of years here in our, in our episode, in our first part of this episode, uh, we had people doing like uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones is doing. He, they gave the number of days and, and uh, uh, I couldn't add mine up that fast. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I couldn't put a calculator, but it, it, it's been a minute. I, I, I've, been, uh, I've been a part of this journey since uh, 1986. In wow. fact, April 10th of 1986 is when my journey started. So uh, I'm I'm only looking at a few few days, just a few days uh, that I put together. So today's show, I want to talk about recovery. The theme for uh, this season, the theme for Pregnant with Purpose this season is um, uh, living out your God-given purpose, helping others. Living out your God-given purpose, helping others. And there's no other aspect that I know about other than in the recovery that talks about helping others and how important it is to help others. 
So we have uh, six people on and I'm just going to say this, you know, I've been to a meeting or two. I am familiar with the phrase. I'm going to say this and shut up, <laughs> which is equivalent to I'm going to say this and talk for another 15 minutes. Okay. So our show usually runs about 35, maybe 40 minutes. You know, we try to keep it down, but I would like for everyone to have an opportunity to uh, share. So if I don't call on you for every question, just know I got you in mind for the next question. All right. So yes. last, uh, our last part one, I asked this question and I want to ask this question again of you all, because I think it's a good question. Um, when did you realize, and you don't have to give me the exact date, even though some people gave me the exact date, but when did you realize that just being sober wasn't enough? I got some. I'll answer that. Okay. Thank you, I'll Denise. I, I, I just thought, I thought, I thought the Wi-Fi's were bad. I thought, okay, uh-oh, no. bad no. Wi-Fi. You know, okay, Denise, thank was, you. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. You know, I, I always am willing to participate in a discovery about recovery. Uh, However, I'm always, I'm always most grateful for the learning that happens during those discussions. So I appreciate being invited and I'm in such an awe about the company that I'm in today. It's such amazing uh, people in recovery. I first realized that just being sober was not going to be enough. I think I was about two years in, just kind of going through the mechanics of everything and just learning how to utilize my tools. And learning that the practicing of the spiritual principles behind each of the steps is really what, what drew me in or helped me understand what it is I needed to be doing with the step in front of me. But I think that realization came when I went to my first big book study and I was just going to general meetings. And in those studies, I realized, and this is the, the analogy I like to use, that I have been riding on the donut in the car. You know, you got that little spare in the back of your car <laughs> that you're only supposed to go 50 miles off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have been riding on the donut. Mm -hmm. And there was so much more that I needed to learn. And more importantly, so much more I needed to implement within my life in order for this to come to fruition as it has over the last 16 years. It, it's been an amazing journey in applying uh, what I learned from my elder statesmen on a daily basis. And I reach out to you all uh, consistently so that it, the foundation has been laid by you guys. And I, I love I love the willingness of everyone to not only lead by example, but to honestly share their experiences with me so that I grow, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Thanks, Denise. Thank you very much. Yes, Regina. Come on, uh, Mr. Burt. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, uh, you know, it took me, it took me 18 months to work, you know, to attempt to work step four, right? And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, when 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 that when that first three steps started, you know, I was I was just going strictly off of ego. You know, I love sitting in front of a meeting and thinking I knew something. And and I still go home after the meeting, after I left people with that 
kind of empty feeling. And when when the steps not only talked about about you know uh, the, the pathway to recovery, it also you know started talking about life on life's terms hmm. because I didn't. I mean, I thought that just just stopping was enough, but the problems kept coming. So that's when I realized just being sober ain't enough because I'm gonna have to deal with the with the quote normal people because I I needed a job. And I need to stay employed, you know. So that's kind of how it worked for me. Okay. Thank you, Bert. Thank you so much. Andrea. Yes. Uh, I started to realize that sobriety was not enough when life started to show up. And I also did some outside help. Uh, you know, I went to a therapist, uh, seen a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I had some deaths in my family uh, that uh, I had to, to jump over and be mama and be daddy. And, and I grew up. Uh, uh, I had to have another relationship with my daughter and I found out how much I needed God in my life, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I, I went to work in that area as well because that that spiritual piece is real key to me, but mm -hmm. as well as my step work. Thank you. Terry? Yeah, uh, just to elaborate on those days, the first outside meeting I went to when I got out of rehab, the guy right next to me, he signed the book and he said he had 4,000 and some days and they asked who I always knew they first meet, and I raised my hand, and they asked me directly. They say, what do you want out of recovery? And I didn't even hesitate. I said, I want what he got. He said he got 4,000 days. You know what I want. When I realized that uh, recovery wasn't enough was when I wasn't feeling any different. I was just in the rooms, but I wasn't feeling any different. I hadn't grasped the concept of that that uh, pain shared is painless, and that that sounded like BS to me. Uh, telling me telling my business to you was gonna make me feel better. The streets taught me a whole different game, and as everyone has just said, it's the steps that enable me to have a working knowledge of that the answer is spiritual in nature and yeah. it's part of the steps mm -hmm. and that's when i saw that it took more than just showing up mm. yeah yeah that's so true so true miss arnell yes thank you for again regina i love this uh when i first uh realized it was several things uh, that i needed uh uh when i came in right out of treatment i was already doing some things outside when i came in was when i got a sponsor and we worked one step a month and as we were working the steps and i realized that that uh, with uh, going to big book study at 12 and 12, that I needed to have that relationship with the power greater than myself because I learned that drugs and alcohol was a power greater than myself at the time. And, and so I was getting in, to be honest, in relationships uh, mm -hmm. in the rooms and they wasn't working. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not drinking and I'm not getting high. So what's really going on? What's the problem? And then I was introduced to other 12 steps like Al-Anon and Co-Anon because I needed more if I, and, and, and it helped me not only with 
relationship inside the room, but with my family relationships. Mm. So I knew then that just not drinking and drugging was just not going to be enough for me. And I pursued that and I've become pregnant with a lot of the purposes from that point, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ryan, yeah. when did you realize it? Oh, you know, it's an interesting question because after a little bit of time, I got to still be reminded every day mm-hmm. that clean time does not begot clean time all the time, mm-hmm. right? I still got to work. I still got to do those things. Um, but when I, you know, when I first realized that I, I was, a, uh, I relapsed quite a bit in the first couple of years of really coming in and, and actually trying to get sober. And, um, I, you know, I, I, the last time I relapsed, I had just met with my sponsor. We'd done some step work. I had just <laughs> chaired a meeting and I was doing all the things you're supposed to do in recovery. Went and had lunch after the meeting and, you know, did all the fellowship and I'm knee deep in it. Right. Well, 12 hours, hours later, it's just Ryan and my drug of choice. And that decision was real easy for me. And I relapsed and I, but I was doing all the things, but I realized that I, I, when it was just me and God, I didn't have that relationship with God. I didn't have the trust. I mean, he trusts me, of course, but I don't trust him enough to say, God, help me not do this. Right. Right. And how do you, how do you get that? That's through the steps legitimately, deeply working those steps, honestly. And I found mm-hmm. when I came back, I sat with my sponsor and he said, well, we're going to have to start the steps over again. I said, oh, man, we have to start all over. Yeah, you got to start over. You're starting over. He said, we got to start with step one. And I said, man, but. But, bitch, I admitted it, you know, I accepted it. I'm powerless, all that. And he said, try this. Try practicing honesty. I said, what does that even mean? Because mm. honesty is the principle behind the first step. And I realized <clears throat> that I was still telling little lies. When he put it in my head that I need to practice honesty, I was not even honest about the fact that I wasn't being honest. <laughs> I didn't know. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was in the delusion. I couldn't even get to denial. Right? Yeah, delusion. And when he told me that, man, that something happened to me that next day. I won't, won't take too much time and go into the whole story, but it clicked. Honesty. Mm. That's it. And then I was able to go through, and that was the, that was the thing that set it off. That now I got to go deep. Well, with the uh, with the first group I shared with them, I guess I'm a slow learner, but I I, I had about I, I had about ten years, y'all, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm telling you, and and what did it for me was uh, the thing that did it for me was I was uh, on my second divorce, uh, living in an apartment, mm-hmm. and I had fixed myself a wiener sandwich. And I can remember I had bread, mayonnaise, and a package of wieners. They wasn't even Oscar Mayer wieners. They were some <laughs> stovault wieners. And I asked myself, is this all there is? It's got to be something better than this. And, um, you know, I had, I had just started my, you know, really had really started my spiritual journey, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, or religion. I'm talking about a relationship. 
I had just started that journey, but at 10 years, I could honestly say I probably, and that's why I tell people, you know, my recovery journey probably started at 10 years. I was sober up until then, but I was still having the same problems, relationship issues, job issues, you know, not paying my bills on time, you know, all that kind of stuff was still going on in my life. And I just thought to myself, and here I am for 10 years, celebrating 10 years, going to the meetings, getting my name on the board, getting my 10-year chip, going through all that, and going home and eating wiener sandwiches. And that was the reality that hit me. That's when I realized it got to be something better than this. Yeah. Okay. So on this journey of recovery, I'm sure that you all have been able to offer your help to other, uh, to other folks. Okay. So my question is, what benefit is it uh, in helping others? You know, that is really pushed in the program. And, you know, I'm throwing this out there because I'm hoping that somebody uh, uh, that's watching uh, that there'll be a light bulb moment for them. But what's the benefit of, of denying self and helping others? Uh, I'm going to start with Ryan this time. Okay, thanks, Regina. Here, here's the real <laughs> talk about it, right? It's interesting because I get so much more out of working with other people mm. than they probably get out of me if that makes sense yeah and it's it's almost you're talking about removing self and being selfless and helping other people but it's selfish when mm. you when you realize how much you get from helping other people and the, the thing is and I, I think the magic of it is is that if i'm Simply, if I'm helping someone else through this process, then I better have my stuff together. I can't be giving opinions. I got to be given experience mm. of what 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 I do and how I do it and my hard fought experience along those lines. So I can't get I can't help anybody else unless I have it together. But I'm going to get so much more out of it uh, than than you know than than probably that than they're getting. Um, you know, that, that's, that's definitely been my experience and helping also too, it's so much easier for me to, to, to take a minute out of my problems to help someone else. I could see their problems. I'm not close to it, right? I'm close to my own problems. I'm close to my own stuff, but I'm not close to their stuff. And I could see it much more clearly given my experience. And I think that, that that's reciprocal, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I, someone who has a month sober could see my problems differently and maybe some of their experience can help me. I think that's the magical part about it. You don't have to have 30 years to help somebody, you know, you could have right. 10 days and right. still I go to meetings and hear newcomers and I hear stuff that, that I need to hear. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting how that, that works. Right. Or nail. It's funny you said that when I, I was working with my steps, thank you for calling on me again, that um, my sponsor said when I got to the 12 steps, she said, well, now you're going to have to share this and, and give it to others. I said, oh, no, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do that. And she said, yes, you're going to have to do that. She said, you will if you want to live. 
And I knew then because I had been badly mangled, like the book says, I wanted to live. You know, mm -hmm. I know I was going to die, but I didn't want to die like that. And I'm right. like, okay, well, tell me what to do. Tell, okay, all right. And and the magical thing for me is seeing. Uh, I remember uh, Lloyd Butler said to see the the uh, fellowship grow around you. The awesome part of it is when sharing with someone else or hearing their story. Uh, it just, it helps me to grow, not only to grow, but it's just amazing how my problems seem smaller. You know, mm -hmm. it's just really not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. And and the th that therapeutic value of, you know, one person share. And that's in, I've found it to extend that in other areas of my life. And so right. I'm almost like running after people, grabbing, you know, and I can see now, wow, the bill kept going to hospitals, getting people because it wasn't just to get them so, but it was that, that the value, the benefit, that feeling that, you know, uh, awesomeness, that miracle that I cannot explain that happens when we do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can go back to what, what Terry said about, you know, that sounded like a bunch of a BS telling other folks, you know, what was going on. You know, um, uh, I used to hate when they said, when I would have some horrible experience, when they said, well, you know, you can use that experience to help someone else. <laughs> you know, being selfish and self-centered as I was, that was not any type of uh, relief for me. In fact, that used to make me mad because I'm like, you tell me that the pain I'm in is done so somebody else can be helped. You know, I was just, that's how my, that's how my thought process was at that time. But now it's come through very clearly of what it's all about. Hi, I'm Stephen Thompson. And when I'm not DJing and giving people the vibes, I'm cultivating a community at Community Cultivation Network. We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you. We'd love for you to view our podcast. Not only are we the best, we're the best best. <laughs> and if you don't believe us, that's too bad. We love you. From here and everywhere else. Terry, tell me what benefits you get out of helping others that it ends up helping myself first, kind of like Ryan said. And I think, well, I know, uh, but I'm mixing two things here together. The things that go on in recovery are universal concepts as far as spirituality. And you don't have to be an addict to understand it, to use it, or to benefit from it. Uh, take a, Let's take something away from recovery. Uh, someone asked me something in business or whatever and say, well, what about this? What about that? Well, it gives me a chance to reinforce and check what I'm saying. Is that right? So I'm throwing this out there, but am I practicing myself? You know, Ryan was talking about uh, not having uh, much clean time being uh, 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 being in recovery. My The first sponsee I got, I don't even think I had 90 days. And they were saying, get you a sponsor. And the guy looked over there and he said, I want him for my sponsor. And I'm looking and after that, I talked to my sponsor and say, hey, I don't have nothing. And what I found out was that I was more reachable with less than 90 days than somebody with 10 years. Mm. Made them feel somewhat in, in, inferior, insecure or whatever. But I don't think that <clears throat> God nods out and 
He's kind of guessing as to what my behavior might be. And I'm saying it in the context of prayer. You know, the prayer is more or less beneficial for me. It ain't mm -hmm. the God, Lord. God got everything under control. But it's that reinforce in me a relationship built on the principles that I try to practice and live in my life on a daily basis. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Let me see. Uh, Andrea, Andrea Shields. Um, I was thinking, you know, the big book calls it parallel or the altruistic plane of one addict up in another. And what I've kind of come to find out is that parallel is I see their hearts. It's a love that you have for somebody else who's sick because you've been sick. Mm. That makes me want to help them. And if I may, uh, I'd like to say the third step prayer. Mm. God, I offer myself to thee to deal with me and to do with me as thou will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I might better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that the victory over them will bear witness to someone else of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Thank you, Andrea. I love that. Yes. I love that. Relieve me from the bondage of self. I mean, you know, selfishness and self-centeredness. That I know was the root of my problem. It wasn't no guesswork. It was the root of my problem. You know, I didn't care about if it didn't have anything to do with me. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, I often tell people, what's that? Um. Oh, I can't think of the, the Rick Warren book, uh, Living Purpose Driven Life. Purpose Driven Life. I often tell the story. In that book, when you open it up, <laughs> the first thing you read is that this is not about you. And when I read that, I closed that book and put it right back on the shelf and thought, I'll get to it later. You know, <laughs> I did, but it, I, I, I'm being transparent, man, that's how I, that was my thought process. That's how it was. Come on, uh, Mr. Uh, Burke. Come on. Yeah, thanks again for calling on me. Um, as Say I no me. Quit thanking me. <laughs> you my yeah. guest. Of course I'm going to call on you. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to practice some stuff here. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate what Terry was talking about, see, because I got shamed in the work in the steps, okay? I went mm -hmm. to a meeting one day and a, and a guy, just like Terry, he says, uh, somebody was talking about being a sponsor. I was leading the meeting. And he after the, me after the meeting was over, he came up to me and says, man, you're going to be my sponsor. And I thought about that. I ain't worked with three steps, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't tell him much, you know, but he forced me into, you know, into doing, you know, what I was, what, what, what I was afraid to do. And, and as a result of that, you know, being around the meetings and rooms like we like we were when we came up, we had a pretty strong bond amongst a lot of people, both men and women. You know, I remember going to meetings with Terry almost every day. You know, mm -hmm. and we uh, we you know we 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 found we 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 had something that that was very difficult to uh, explain. You know, uh, now 
in terms of helping some other, other people, two different things really benefited. Not only did it help me with people in the rooms, but it also helped me with my children, being able to give them something that they probably would not never had, had, it, had I not been, well, I'm sure had I not gone through the fellowship, we'd be talking about a whole different thing here. Right. And, right. and also, when I, you know, when I talk, talk about the normal world, yeah, when I went to a job and I stayed on that job for, for over 30 years, there are times when people would come up to me just out of the blue and just want to talk. I learned that in the rooms. I learned that around people because I was able to give them something, something sound to where they can, you know, hopefully use it. Some people used it. Some people didn't. But, as, you know, again, there were, I, I became a supervisor and I was able to push people into areas just because they were afraid to go, you know, and, and, the, and the fellowship gave me the book, the fellowship and this God that that uh, Bill Wilson talked about. Hmm. When we start talking about uh, find, a, find a God of your design, you know, I designed my own God. And he works. Thank you, Burke. Welcome, <clears throat> Denise. How do I know why? Why is it that I like helping others, or how do I benefit from helping? How others? do you benefit from it? Yes. You know what's 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 really crazy is that uh, in my first three recovery attempts, I entered a twelve-step program, only willing to work eleven steps. <laughs> And, and and then wondering why it did not work. Mm -hmm. And it's because I, I had my own plans and designs as to how I was going to work the steps or how they were going to work for me. But this time I came in badly mangled, as someone else said, in a full state of surrender. And when we talk about being impregnated with purpose, I have learned that helping others is my purpose. I always encourage not only myself, but my kids and my friends <clears throat> to operate in your gifting. This is an area, helping others is an area of gifting for me. Now I've got to say when uh, I got sober this time, I was a little apprehensive to work with others because I really didn't feel that I had a whole lot to give them. I felt like I was still in a learning stage, but I did move into an area of service, working with golf associations, volunteering for galas, other nonprofit organizations, and was really successful in those areas. It wasn't until there was a pivotal point in my marriage that I found myself running to a treatment facility after not only discussing it with my sponsor and my support group, but in the book, it tells me that nothing will so much ensure uh, immunity against that next drink of drugs is working with another addict. And mm -hmm. I found myself immediately at Santa Maria and chip. That I went out, Denise. There you I'm go. Sorry. There you go. Okay. Yeah, the, you know, I found myself at this treatment facility finding a sponsee at that point and realizing not only do I have a lot to give, but I have so much to learn mm -hmm. as well. Uh, like someone else said that, you know, how much I get to experience from the newcomer, how much I get to learn from them. The fulfillment of that and being able to 
walk in that purpose, walk in that spiritual purpose. See, God designed, I, I truly believe that, you know, God places these people in my life for more than just me helping them. They absolutely help me unequivocally mm -hmm. in, in my daily journey. And, and getting out of Denise is one of the, the easiest things that I can do. You know, and, and then being able to help without expectation and help without announcement, I think, is one of the most poignant things about it. Uh, prior to my recovery, if I did something for you, everybody had to know. <laughs> you know, I did something for so-and-so. I did this for that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, to be able to move very stealthily and, and not looking for that outside accolade. It's a spiritual reward that I receive. Uh, when helping others. Thank you, Denise. I, I, I like what you said about being impregnated with purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who do not know, this podcast got started and the name Pregnant with Purpose came out of, uh, in the Bible, I was reading about Mary when she was told, Mary, you are blessed and highly favored among women. And I thought to myself, wow, she wasn't just pregnant. She was pregnant with the Messiah. She was pregnant with God. How deep is that? And it was as if the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're pregnant with a purpose too. And that's when I realized. And what drew me to doing this podcast is, even though I didn't know what a podcast was, but what drew me to doing this podcast was I was very interested in re reaching out to folks 60 plus. And I know we have people on here who are not 60 plus. You represent the uh, new school folks. But I was really interested, Bert, in reaching out to folks 60 plus because, um, you know, society says that we don't have anything left to offer. And I am surrounded by people who are 60 plus who are still doing some awesome things uh, uh, in this today, including uh, being a part of the recovery movement, being in recovery, the helping others. So I wanted to start this podcast, hence the name Pregnant with Purpose. So it's not a podcast for women. It is a podcast for everyone. And my audience is for people because I like to celebrate and encourage those people who are living out their God-given purpose because God is no respecter of person. Age doesn't mean anything to God. Uh, his word shows that and says that over and over again. I mean, you know, Abraham and Sarah, 90 and 100, come on now. Um, so I, I knew that this was something that I really wanted to do, but I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to showcase people like you. Uh, and I wanted to showcase these type of topics. So if you haven't had a chance to see Pregnant With Purpose, uh, any of the other shows, I encourage you to go back and watch uh, some of the other episodes. Uh, it's real enlightening. It's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of uh, fun guests on, on, on the show. And, you know, uh, it, at least go back and look at part one, the uh the group that we talked to, uh, that aired today, the part one aired today. But I really have enjoyed what you all have added to this conversation about recovery. I got one question left for you, one question. And I, I want you to make it as brief as possible 
but I still want you to give me give me your all because I really appreciate the transparency that's going on with this discussion. Um, what has been your biggest sacrifice on your journey of recovery? What has been the biggest sacrifice that you have made? Dum 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 yeah, I guess I, I guess I could say my biggest sacrifice was was an ego that I thought was uh, successful, mm. you know, and I'm glad it's gone. Good, good. I like that, Bert. You sacrificed your ego. Arnell. Yeah, I was thinking on those same lines that I gave up me, you know, I and I didn't want to give up me. That was so difficult to give my old ideas and my way of doing things. That was that messed me up because and then I heard them say, if you went used to go right, go left. I'm like, go left. <laughs> You're like, go left. And that is what I had to give up me, period. Mm. And I'm glad I did. Terry. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Hey, <clears throat> biggest thing that I had to sacrifice was me and stay true to recovery. You know, I didn't think I could live without all that old gangster ass shit. I just didn't see how I could function, how I could fit in, because those were defense mechanisms. I needed that to protect me and to be who I was and not to be taken advantage of. And then I got to start trusting somebody. I got to start telling people my business. I have to start wow. taking uh, uh, suggestions from people. Man, I ain't been knowing you that long. What the hell I'm gonna do with you saying? <laughs> real good for me, you know? I I have 35 years and I still have a sponsor. So, you know, the sacrifice that old me and all the, what, what, what was the saying? If the dope don't kill you, the lifestyle will. And mm -hmm. that's what I had to give up. Yes. It's so much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mr. Nice. <clears throat> I have to concur with everyone else. The, the biggest thing I had to sacrifice was just giving up that old Denise the old ways, the old behaviors. And, you know, it's hard to call it a sacrifice when it's so joyous on this side. Hell, it mm -hmm. needed to go, you mm -hmm. know, it needed to go. Um, I can't say that I don't find joy every day in being sober. You know, it doesn't seem like a sacrifice. It seems more like a gift. But if, you know, if I had to give an answer, I concur with everyone else giving up that bullshit from, the past. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ryan. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with everything that's said. I think that the, the sacrifice piece of it, interestingly enough, is, is having to live life through principles. That's a sacrifice. And that means that Ryan can't always do the things that he wants to do if I'm plugged in, right? Because I, I know that I got to live with principle and Good, bad, ugly, or different. I gotta, I gotta keep rolling that way, and sometimes that's a sacrifice. And then sometimes with, with uh, you know, relationships, people in recovery, out of recovery, um, you know, if I'm if I'm staying in that lane and staying on that, that I might lose relationships because of that. Because I'm I'm living living in purpose, living in in principle, and mm -hmm. uh, not not reacting to to the outside world. 
on the on the outside looking in that that a lot of people that can look like apathy but mm-hmm. what it is 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 it's my absolute uh surrender to the fact that i'm powerless to people's places and things mm-hmm. and and i think i mean I, I feel that that's a sacrifice that's something like everyone said that's the death of the old me and and that's where that's where that's where the death is is that i didn't live in principles before i live mm-hmm. in principles because my life depends on it. Great answer. Thanks, Ron. Andrea. Yes, I love his answer. Living on principle, you know. Uh, but I got rid of the poor me, the victimhood, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the who I wanted to be, and all of that. Uh, but I I I insist on being joyful of that. Mm-hmm. And that was something I could never do before. Mm-hmm. I insist on being joyful today. Thank That's you. good. That's good. That's good. I I I love all of that. You know, I, I and I have to go along with that. That was my biggest sacrifice, you know, giving up those uh, old ideas, you know, uh giving up my my what I thought was good sense, you know, letting go of that. Because really the truth was I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um you know, they always say, uh, the old folks always say that, that God watches after children and fools. And I was covered on both ends because I was a childish fool. I really was. I was a childish fool, you know. So I, I was covered on both ends. And I'm real grateful for that. You know, I'm real grateful. So I want to thank everyone for being on today. I really do appreciate y'all. I really do appreciate you taking the time out for today. This has been a awesome and great discussion. I I really do like it. I always know it's God in the midst because when it comes together and it flows like it does, I'm like, okay, that's God moving. So I I want to um, uh, thank you all again. Bird and Arnell, it was so good seeing y'all again. Uh, Arnell, I'm I'm praying for you with your father. I, I am praying that, you know, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. So I'm really praying for you uh, in, in that area. And Bert, it was so good seeing you again. Watch my podcast, Bert. Uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Terry, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, um, uh, Mr. Terry. You, you, I know that you just uh, recently uh, gotten out of the hospital and you still braved on through. I appreciate that, uh Terry and Denise, I I didn't know you before this time, but after this this podcast, I feel like I've been knowing you forever. Uh, uh, And it's been a pleasure meeting you. Uh, And I hope we get a chance to talk again. Absolutely. Uh, And Ryan. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much. I, I know how it is to be in a meeting and can't get out of it, but you showed up like a, a true uh, champion warrior and I appreciate you. And Andrea, I love you like a fat kid love cake, girl. I love you. I love you. It was so good seeing you at, at St. John's uh, for the worship service. It was so good. And, 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 and I am... I am convinced too that you have chosen to be joyful every day because uh, I can tell. I can tell. So that ends another show. I always end the show with you know you old win. And I was trying to come up with some good ones, you know, just thinking about it. And and um the uh, the one I can come up with the most is I I didn't do it lately, but um uh, uh you know. 
uh, like you want to, uh, you ever send a text to somebody and you know, like I want to send a text to Andrea, but I send it to Arnell. Okay. Well, I'm not even going to say Arnell. I'm going to say Denise because they both, they're both their names begin with a, so you're not even in the a uh, category. So you send the text uh to andrea to denise and all in the text you're saying andrea hey da 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 da, da and andrea da 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 and then you get that text back said did you mean to send this you know you all win you know you all win that ends it for another episode of pregnant with purpose i really this uh particular episode will air monday the 17th so that's next monday so uh, you'll be you'll be receiving a link. I'll be uh, sending y'all a link to it, so you all be able to uh, see it and share it. All right, okay. Yeah. So I love y'all. I love every single one of y'all, and you. I'm gonna say my regular ending like that. I always say, "Hey, if you're not dead, God's not done." <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so you just got done watching Pregnant with Purpose, but that's not all we have. We also have Yes to Real Estate, and we also have Class in Session. Make sure you like, subscribe, listen to all of them. If you like it, like it. If you don't, it's too bad. You watched it already, so we good.